Geminit, a podcast about knitting, spinning, dyeing, and other crafts in mid-America. Hi, I'm Sherry. And I'm Tamara. Thank you for listening. Today we're recording a swatch episode about Peace Fleece, their sport DK weight. Hi, Tamara. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. How about you? Good, good. So, uh, what are you working on? I'm actually working on a design, a new top-down cardigan design out of the Peace Fleece DK Sport Weight. I'm going to hold it up so you can see it. I I did a swatch for this episode, and I loved it so much that I just went ahead and cast this on. Uh Uh-huh. It's a top-down cardigan, and it has cables in the front on both sides. I don't know if you can see the cables from where you are, but... The yarn is, um, it's a something salmon, and I meant to look up what the first word was and how to pronounce it, but I did not do that. And I love it. It's like a orange red, and then it's got pops of bright pink and yellow and Mm -hmm. more orangey orange in it. I really am liking it. I can already imagine wearing a bright pink shirt underneath it. I think it's going to be great. So Yeah, it is a very bright orange leaning towards the earthy side, the a bright earthy orange, and it's very pretty. I'm surprised it had the word salmon in the name because you sent some to me to work with. What are you working on then? What my current project is, is uh, yesterday was the the fiber study group. And I was thinking, wow, I always talk about this on the podcast so much. But then I realized it's because you and I are in a nice regular recording pattern. And I think that is um, a good thing. We just happen to record the same time every month and that's working out great. So yesterday was all day of spinning and weaving. And I think we did our best piece of fabric to date. It was, um, some huck lace and it turned out really good and I put uh, photos up on Instagram and had a really good time. Actually that's a lie. (laughs) It was a it was a slog. I was glad to be there but I had a headache from uh, all the uh, weather pressure systems going through and the pattern was a slog but it was worth it and I'm glad I went. Yes. I saw all I'm working on. Uh I saw the pictures on Instagram. They're really pretty. Yes. Yeah. Um, I do have one more thing here. I finished a thing. I'm going to put it on. I mm-hmm. finished. You remember I was going to knit a gift hat out of that yarn that my friend yes. sent? I finished a hot chocolate hat out of it. And I'm going to drop it in the mail early next week. I don't know if you can see it. I put it on my head here so you can sort of see through the Zoom meeting. But um, it did a great job. It's super soft to knit with. The cables are, you can really see them. But I love it. Yeah, I love it too. But it's larger than I intended. So Uh I was knitting it like it was a worsted weight yarn. That's what the hat pattern is written for. And um, by the time I was far enough up the hat to realize it's really knitting up as an Aran weight or a heavy Aran weight, I thought, Uh I'm just going to finish this hat. These cables are so Uh forgiving. It's going to be fine. And I just had it on my head. It fits and it's comfortable and it's super warm. I think it'll be okay. But I also think I might cast on a smaller size and send that too. (laughs) <laughs> I was noticing that the cables popped more than ever. And that's that's always been a, a cable-licious hat. Um, and I had wondered if it was a fatter yarn or mm-hmm. if it was because it was white. But wow, those cables just really shone in that yarn. Yeah, I love it. But, and, I, and it's finished. So that was my second thing to talk about. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, let's move on to the yarn review today. We are reviewing uh, Peace Fleece and Tamara bought this yarn. So uh, I will go ahead and let you start. Okay, so this is a yarn. It is their DK Sport Weight that we both worked with. I also bought a skein of the Worsted Weight, but I didn't get around to testing that. I think you did. So if you have things to mm -hmm. add about that, that's great. But this is 95% Navajo Rambouillet and um, domestic fine wool. They don't mention what percentage is the mix is there. And then 25% mohair. And I absolutely love this yarn. I did knit up a swatch of it. And we can talk about that later. But I also love the story behind it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Peace Fleece years and years ago started, I think it was 1985, if my notes are right. And they were working to try to bridge the gap between Russia and America with the fiber industry. So they went looking for somebody to work together with. And the whole idea of peace was peace between two nations that aren't haven't always been peaceful together and finding common ground through fiber. And that's awesome. That was great. But then if you fast forward to 2010, Peacefully started to purchase its wool from the Navajo Nation. And they switched over from working together to combine two nations that have had a troubled past with Russia. And now instead, they're doing it with the Navajo Nation in the American Southwest. And I absolutely love that story. So. so yes, I do too. Uh, I loved it back in that. Well, they started in the '80s during the Cold War, but I learned about them in the '90s, and I've just always loved their story. And it was in uh, 2010 that they switched from Russia to the Navajo Nation. They mohair is from Texas. The wool that was um, they started with the Russia with a the Cottage Hill Farm wool in Ohio, and they're still using the wool from Ohio, and then they're combining it also with the Peace Fleece, uh, sorry, with the um, Rambouillet from the Navajo Nation, which is the reason why it says Navajo Rambouillet and domestic fine wool, and then 25% mohair. And I might be wrong about whether it's coming from the the American Southwest or not, because I just noticed I have a little copy paste yeah. that said it's coming from a reservation. It could be as far away as South Dakota. But in any case, they're buying it from the Navajo Nation. So Oh, that's true. And you're right. And I also thought it was the Southwest. I don't know if it was the photographs or if they uh, specifically said um, I've read it three times, but I feel like I didn't absorb it. They have a wonderful website with uh, lots of information on it. Yeah, and it, and so mm -hmm. then in 2019, I, when I went looking for Peace Fleece Yarn, I knew I wanted to work with it because I love this story. I actually had some trouble. I went looking maybe six months ago. I actually had some trouble tracking down places that still had it stocked. And I got to researching it, and in 2019... Peace Fleece was bought out by Harrisville Designs. Um, okay. And so they switched over. Now on the ball band, it says, maybe not the ball band, but um, some of the paperwork, it says that the, it's now processed at their New Hampshire mill. Well, that explains some of the stuff when I was doing the research because I noticed that their address was uh, Harrisville, New Hampshire. And that made me think that that must be... Um, milled at the Harrisville, Harrisonville mill, but I did not realize that they had purchased it. I had missed finding that portion. Yeah. So I thought that was super interesting. Mm -hmm. And then when I bought it, um, when I purchased it, it 
definitely came from Harrisville Designs because they sent with me a piece of history in the package of my yarn. I don't know if you can see it. I'm holding it up. Uh-huh. Um, it, it says, thank you for your purchase. To show our gratitude, we wanted to share a piece of mill history with you. This is an antique spinning mule bobbin. It's anywhere from 50 to 100 years old, made of maple, just like the ones used by our family in their woolen mill over a generation ago. So, like, we just saw something like this on machines in Missouri. Pretty yes. cool. Yes, I was going to say that looks just like the Watson's Mill that we toured, the bobbins there. That's cool. So, did they just do it, or did you, like, say you were doing a, um, like, did you go in as a professional designer, or was that just a purchase and, who that showed up? No, it was just a purchase. I almost never tell people I'm a designer when I'm buying yarn because I don't want anybody uh-huh. to give me a discount and then me not use it for a design. Sometimes uh-huh. after I've bought a yarn, like if I'm in person, I might give them a business card and say, hey, I'm actually a knitwear designer. If I make something out of your yarn, I'll let you know. But uh-huh. I, I never tell them up front because I don't want okay. to be offered a discount just in case, you know, what if I don't design out of this? What if I design something and they hate it or, you know, uh-huh. so I, I just pay I'm supporting their small business. And then I let them know, hey, it may show up later. So there's no shock. (laughs) So we pretty much covered the who and the what, uh, don't you think? Yeah. Let's move on to the yarn itself then. So we are... I had one more thing I was going to share. Sorry. Um, And and maybe this is where you were going too. But the Mm -hmm. how were you made? Uh, They just released a blog post, and I'll put a link to it in the show notes, where they talk about when Peace Fleece lands on your doorstep, it was mm-hmm. minimally processed. The yarn's natural state at this stage is the true quality of a woolen spun fiber. And it's you here is a blog post about what this yarn looks like when it's first knit up and then after it's been wet blocked. And they have really good side-by-side pictures. Like, here's a look of the strand of the yarn. And you can see both of them side-by-side, wet-blocked, not wet-blocked. Here's a look at the fabric knit up. I really love the blog post. So I definitely want to include that in the show notes. Okay, excellent. So we are going over their DK weight, which is a two-ply. And it's 175 yards per 50-gram skein. And the suggested gauge is 20 to 24 stitches over four inches. I got to say on doing the swatch, I cannot imagine doing it at 20 stitches or at least not 20 stitches um, pre-washed. So mine is 22 stitches and I really like the tightness of that. Uh, It could be that when it's washed, because my swatch is not washed yet, when it's washed that it will poof up to 20. I don't know. I think it might, but I definitely did not like it knit at 20 from the get-go, which is the reason why I haven't washed it yet and I'm re-swatching it because I pulled it out and I'm doing it a second time. Yeah, no, I can speak, I can speak to that because it's a, it's never a happy situation for me if I design out of something that I haven't already washed. I just wrote Mm -hmm. a blog post about why gauge swatches are so important and why you should wash your gauge swatches. So I definitely did wash this one. And before washing and blocking mine was closer to five stitches per inch and about Mm -hmm. six and a half rows per inch and then after I wet blocked it it um the stitches fold in and so it's softer and it's more closely knit fabric and it's Mm -hmm. actually gone down to a 5.5 five five and a half stitches per inch and just about the same row gauge because when I measure rose gaze I usually pull on it just a little bit because I know gravity is going to do that on a garment when you're wearing it so. Okay. 
Okay, well, that I, that I was not expecting that. And I, my first swatch was about that gauge, and I was not happy with the looseness of it. So I am knitting it on smaller needles, and I am in love with the tighter fabric, uh, which just shows that just like the ball band uh, says, this yarn is going to be good at many different gauges. Yeah, it really is. And I was going to say about the put up, I think they have just changed the way that they're um, they're putting it up because these skeins, I, you never saw them before I wound them. But this is actually a four ounce skein that was about 350 yards. It's a big ball once it's wound. And I think they've just changed how they're putting it up and selling it. So you may find it one way or the other, depending on what's on shelves. Okay. Okay. So I knit mine on um, wood needles and then on plastic needles and both were fine. Um, I knit with blunt tips. It was fine. So it doesn't seem like this is a yarn that really cares particularly what needle it's um, knit on. And then I, as always, I did it in uh, stocking net, lace, and cables. And it is a delightful Oh, and also texture. And it's delightful in all of them. Although I would say the cables and the texture is better than the stocking net and all three of those are better than the lace. But I wouldn't I wouldn't knit a uh, lace accessory out of this. But if a pattern had a little bit of a lace detail, I wouldn't shy away from it. But the cables are just wow. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. Um, it's a two-ply yarn, so when you knit them up, I you're not going to be able to see the difference over a Zoom thing. It'd be nice if you could see it in person. But when you knit them up before washing them, um, they really kind of pop out. Like they're up and they're, you know, maybe a quarter an inch, a half an inch above the purl stitches on either side of them because it just mm -hmm. does really well with the cables. But then after you wash it, and I just always do, oh, I was going to say the ball band has super in. Um, detailed instructions on how to wash it and it's almost exactly the same way that I do every time uh, I can read that if you're interested I don't know if you have it in front of you but after you wash it they do flatten down I don't know if you can see so the cables are beautiful and they're still really uh -huh. well defined and I still love them but they do look different like they they melded together and it's definitely still a cable but it's not sticking up as much from the pearl stitches as it was and I okay. think I actually maybe like that better. Well, I will, since I'm doing a quite a bit tighter gauge than you, uh, by the time this goes up, I will wash it and then I will um, put it on the Instagram post about the uh, episode going out and it can, sh yeah, we'll just see if my cables um, relax down like that too, or if they stay chiseled like they do in the swatch. Very interesting. I would not have expected that. But this is the reason why you watch your swatches. Yep. Super important. Yep. I said in the blog post, but I'm going to say it again. Anytime you see on a design where a designer has said um, gauge after washing and swatching or blocked and swatched mm -hmm. or anything like that, they really, really, really want you to check it out both ways because the yarn might change and that will change what size you get. And it's always better to know at the beginning of a project instead of the end. Yes, definitely. Okay, um, the next question is, what projects would this be best for? So for I'm going to say for this that it's going to be outerwear. And I don't mean outerwear like a winter coat. I mean outerwear like I need a t-shirt underneath it. 
and I won't be using it for cowls, but I would use it for sweaters and for maybe for hats and mittens, but definitely sweaters as long as I have a uh, protective shirt underneath it because it's not, it is not rough. It's just that the mohair is not the softest mohair ever. So by the end of the day, I get a little bit rashy. Yeah, my answer was, uh, you know, what projects are you best for? And my answer was all of them. Like, I really like this yarn. <laughs> but then I did add, you know, sweaters, cardigans, jackets, more sweaters, mittens, hats, more sweaters. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. I would agree with that. And people's um, princess delicate skin varies. Mine is uh, very reactive to uh, scratchy stuff. Yeah, I actually okay. don't wear any sweater without a shirt underneath it. So yeah. I guess I don't know how it would feel right up without it. So yeah okay um so the cost of it is nine dollars for 50 grams of the dk sport so it's a good thing that it goes really really far uh my mom just knit a sweater out of it and she only needed um 400 grams and she is not a short woman so it, of course it depends on your size but when you think about how far this yarn goes it's not too bad uh, the Erin worsted weight is still in the four ounces, and the four ounces are for $15, and I find that's a right in line for most um, American mill spun yarns, uh, commercial mills, I should say. The small mills might be running a little bit more because they have to, um, they have to keep their costs covered. So the last part is, is what else do we need to know about this yarn that we haven't asked yet? Do you have anything for that? I have quite a bit, actually. Um, one, okay. one thing is, I have more stats, and I'll share those with you in a little bit. But you know, one of the questions is, what makes you special? And I don't know if you noticed, but part of right underneath Peace Fleece, there are mm -hmm. uh, letters in a language you don't recognize. I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure that's Navajo. That's the Navajo language. That's the written version of the Navajo language. And I absolutely okay. love that they have added that on there. All right. Sorry. You know what? I had made the crazy assumption it was it hadn't changed over from Russian, which makes no sense. What you said makes a lot more sense. Just keep going because I have hit the end of my notes about this yarn. Okay. So one of the things we usually I usually think about is how it feels. And I really mm -hmm. thought while I was knitting it, well, and it, even just in the wound ball or going from the skein to the ball, it feels sturdy and firm. And I, I love the, they're not nubs so much as just little bits of color in the yarn. So it's not... Little tweety bits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. And the yarn has really good memory. It will hold stitches. It will even hold cable stitches while off of the needle. And I recently had a not great experience pulling stitches off of the needle while on a road trip with a different yarn that had uh -huh. a silk in it. And I Ooh. this this yarn... <laughs> Also got pulled off the needles while we were on that road trip, and it went back on, and nothing changed. And I was like, "Man, that was a relief." <laughs> so, uh -huh. yeah. And I think it feels. I know it's a wool, and I know it's going to be really warm, and I especially know that after watching the swatch. But it also feels kind of light and airy to me, so it's not mm -hmm. so heavy that the stitches hurt while I'm knitting with it. And I was able to knit with it even in the summer on a road trip in a hot car and not be uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I thought that w the way it knit up, the stitches were pretty uniform um, in stockinette stitch. And it handles the, handles the cables really well. And I, I love that it has that mem memory of it. And, and I am going to read you because I think it's awesome to put this much, in, in, this much information on a ball band. Mm -hmm. um, 
this is what their ball band says. And I agree with every step of this. All right. It says hand wash in lukewarm water using a gentle dishwashing liquid. Rinse well. Do not wring. Roll in a towel to absorb excess water. Lie flat out of direct sunlight. Peacefully softens and fluffs up with continued washings. I'm like, that's all the information you need. And it's really great that they included it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, podcast announcements. Join the Geminet podcast group on Ravelry and follow us on Instagram on Geminet podcast. And Tamara, do you want to say about your things? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I have been re- writing a lot of blog posts and you can find uh-huh. that at tamramoots.com and you can also see what i'm up to at tamramoots on instagram or see a little bit about my etsy shop tallgrass knitting on instagram well that's entertainment Uh, i only have one for this and um the sims 4 i've mentioned sims 4 once before that uh when their knitting pack came out uh, that i love playing it well they have released their horse ranch expansion pack And it has horses and it has sheep and it's in the Southwest. So it has canyons and it has uh, that whole Southwest uh, Navajo Nation vibe to it. And let me tell you, if my computer wasn't so old, it struggled to play it and it didn't heat up at the uh, like 45 minute mark, we would no longer have a podcast, nor would I have a job. I would just play it all the time. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so I'm uh, looking into uh, replacing my computer because apparently uh, playing computer games is important to me when you have sheep and horses, and um, I just love it. All right, Tamara, I'll go ahead and let you uh, finish us out. Okay, so I was just going to talk about a book I read. I read Mm -hmm. The Alice Network by Kate Quinn, and... It was really, really good. It was uh, one of those two timelines going at once stories. There's two women. I'm just going to read the it, somebody's review. I don't know where, where I found it. But it says, A female spy recru- recruited to a real-life Alice network in France during World War One, and an unconventional American socialite searching for her cousin in 1947. And it's a, it's a story about courage and finding yourself and redemption and... You're following both timelines. So it's during World War One for one of them. And then it's mm-hmm. after World War Two, kind of in the aftermath for the other one. And the first one that was in World War One is also in that second timeline, helping this young American girl try to find her cousin. And so you'll get bits of her backstory. Like she she starts out and she's um, not the most pleasant character, but you get to know more about her as you move along. And I really love this book. So... And that's The Alice Network by Kate Quinn. Okay, well, excellent. Uh, Everyone, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.